Reverend Marty McMain remembers vividly when she was 16 years old and her mother, who was a hairdresser who'd never had any symptoms before, she had a psychotic episode. It was a complete break with reality, complete with hallucinations and paranoid ideation and incredible surges of physical strength and aggression. Her father took her mother to a psychiatric hospital, and she was there for six weeks. The treatment was successful, which uh, Reverend Marty McMain defines as she never had an episode again. When she got out of the hospital, she returned to her business as a hairdresser. And this is what impacted her daughter. This is what she remembers more than the psychotic break. That some of her regular customers, whom she had seen every week for over 25 years, stopped coming to her to do their hair. Because her mother had spent six weeks in a psychiatric hospital, she was no less confident than she had ever been. But now they saw her differently. They saw her as crazy. And they felt like there was no blessing in that. Last week, Enoch shared why he came to the WashU Brown School. His friend in Ghana had mental illness and was chained up. And she was removed from the community, cut off and estranged and stigmatized and feared. And it was through Enoch's consistent friendship with her and her family that the people who locked her up set her free and restored her to community. And as they did so, her healing came. She began living independently and found work. Now, separation from community is not unique to Ghana or to Reverend Marty's mother in a previous generation. While some of the worst abuses of eugenics and forced sterilization have ended, in this country, we still have major differences in how individuals with mental illness are treated as part of the community. The For the Sake of All report, which is what inspired our mission and social justice theme this year of a healthier St. Louis, shows the disproportionate impact of mental illness on certain segments of our community. The report says, Although there are not significant differences in mental health prevalence between whites and African-Americans, there are large differences in mental health treatment between African-Americans and whites in St. Louis County and St. Louis City. African-Americans visited the ER for serious mental illness like schizophrenia and related disorders at a rate nearly 10 times that of whites and they were admitted to inpatient hospitalization at a rate nearly five times that of whites. So why, if the rate of illness is the same, is there such a discrepancy in ER visits and inpatient hospitalizations? The study authors explain that hospitalization, the most expensive and least effective treatment option for mental illness, is often the only source of health care for many individuals. 
and that high hospitalization rates point to a lack of access to care for many living in St. Louis. Further, many residents polled in North St. Louis City felt the only ways to access mental health care were through acts of violence, jail, or psychosis. Though rates of common types of mental illness are lower for African Americans in St. Louis, access to mental health treatment remains a challenge as it does for the region as a whole. And so for the sake of all, recommends that our region invest in mental health awareness, screening, treatment, and surveillance because there's a significant need for accessible community-based mental health services in the St. Louis region. This includes changing community norms, targeting areas of need and high-risk populations, and establishing regional systems of tracking and reporting on mental health. Part of what we do here at University UMC is we work on changing those community norms. We work on living out these recommendations from For the Sake of All. And it's because the For the Sake of All report highlights the separation and splintering of the St. Louis community. And when we read the Gospels, we see Jesus' healings coming into situations where communities are separated and splintered. Every time Jesus heals, he is bringing people into community. Because there were rules and laws that separated people with physical illness and mental illness from the worshiping community, from the economic community, from the family community. And in first century Palestine, it just wasn't so different from 21st century St. Louis. When people were different, when they were marked with what today we would call mental disorders, they were cut out of community. And this isolation caused acute and chronic distress. Now, it's not clear that this man with, quote, an unclean spirit, or, quote, a demon, depending on the translation, it's not clear what this man is suffering from. Donald Capps views the man with an unclean spirit as someone suffering from mental illness. Capps suggests that Jesus was something like a village psychiatrist, and that as he traveled from place to place and healed, he was offering healing to those with chemical imbalances. And through these individual healings, Jesus was able to restore people to one to another. Jesus restored community. He helped the villagers to welcome one of their own, one whom they had stigmatized and rejected, because this person would now be healed. But I'd like to flip the script. Because I don't think that healing has to mean that those who are different have to become the same or the normal. Instead, I think that sometimes the unclean spirits that we have are those unclean spirits that make us decide to separate, to exclude, to reject. Sometimes the people most in need of healing are those who think they need to fix other people before those people can be welcomed into community. When we think that individual healing is necessary for community healing, perhaps we have it backwards.
personally, I'm not sure who I would be without my depression, my anxiety, my ADHD. I seek treatment for these, but my coping skills and hyperfocus and therapy and growth through these various disorders, they've become integral to my ministry and to my personhood. And as Jim testified earlier, what do mentally ill people have to offer? They have to offer themselves. And when we look to Jim, who raises money for NAMI and leads us all as a community in advocacy and outreach and ministry and witness, we see this not despite mental illness, but because and as part of it. After worship, I encourage you to look at the list of people on that NAMI bookmark, people with mental illness who have enriched all of our lives. Jesus can heal communities, not just through ensuring equal access to health care, but by helping each of us to hear his proclamation that in the phrase of Pastor Sarah Griffith Lund is, Blessed are the crazy. To show this blessedness, the way that communities can be blessed. I want us to visit this town, this Belgium town called Hale, which is spelled G-E-E-L. Reporter Lulu Miller reported the story of Hale for NPR's Invisibilia last year. And she wrote, Hale features a church dedicated to Dymphna, a saint believed to have the power to cure mental disorders. In the 14th century, St. Dymphna's church became a popular pilgrimage site where people would bring loved ones to the shrine in hopes of finding relief for their mental distress. But sometimes the families would return home and leave their uncured relatives at the hospice. So local people began taking them in as guests, or boarders, as they called them. And so, for over 700 years, residents of Hale have accepted people with mental disorders, often very severe, into their homes, and caring for them. They share life. And over time, borders become such a part of life and society that distinctions between the borders and the non-borders blurs. And with that, a lot of the problems we associate with mental illness kind of fade away. Like trying to navigate a world full of kind of normal people who don't understand what's going on and aren't tolerant towards it. That was one of the problems, if I didn't pronounce that clearly. Trying to navigate a world of people who think they're normal can be a problem. One host told the reporter about a boarder who used to struggle with sleep because he kept seeing lions coming out of the walls. And the reporter narrated, that doesn't change the way they saw their boarder. They just accepted that this is simply who their border is. It's not abnormal or something they need to change. So when hallucinated lions came through the walls, the host would pretend to chase the lions away, and they said, well, that works every time. Now, Hale is not a perfect community. In seven centuries, there have been abuses 
And the boarding program, of course, has to work in conjunction with treatment and therapy. But the marvelously living Christian community for 700 years has shown the rest of Belgium and the world what Jesus brought to that synagogue in Capernaum. That healing means restoration to community. Healing means overcoming criticism, hostility, isolation, and trying to fix other people. Healing means seeing each person with their God-given gifts. Healing means eradicating stigma. Healing means ensuring everyone has equal access to screening and affordable treatment. Healing means viewing people with mental illness as people who enrich our lives, who have something to offer. Healing means that the community needs and values each person. Healing means that blessed are the crazy, and blessed are those who think they're not crazy. And blessed, together, is God's crazy, beloved community. Thanks be to God.